Today on the Dynasty Rewind, the Bobcat's back. And we do some Dynasty player price checks. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business, rolling through some Dynasty player price checks today. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Hi, Nate. Hello, Mike. Thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here. And they made it through another week of football. Mm-hmm. My Scott Fishbowl team's looking good. Number four on the leaderboard. So the uh, the Scott Fishbowl is watch is, is strong. Dude, I, congrats to you killing it in Scott Fishbowl. I, on the other hand, am the exact opposite. I am being maimed in Scott Fishbowl for the record. By far the worst team in my division, but I'm still there, still representing. And representing the Dynasty Row on YouTube channel, I guess we could say, is where you find most of this gentleman, Bob Van Duzer, making his triumphant return back to the podcast, the airwaves, if you will. Bob, hi. Welcome back. Happy to see you, my man. Happy to be here, boys, filling in for Chev, who could not make it tonight. Hopefully filling in the shoes well, but I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, stupid work. Thanks a lot, Chevin's work. <laughs> we got Bob here. here. Yeah, I know. That, that is true. Um, but, hey, Bob's here. Bob, Nate, and I, we're going to roll through some Dynasty player price checks. So, listen, the weeks keep going on. Players are racking up points or racking up injuries, unfortunately. So, we got to talk about some of these guys. Let's talk about the first one. We're going to talk about some values and how they align with these players. Now, unfortunately, Mike Williams will miss the remainder of the season with a knee injury, killing me in a couple leagues. Get well soon, Mike Williams. Hope to see you back on the field next year. But there is somebody who will be at, oh, who will benefit from Mike Williams not being on the field, and that is Quentin Johnston. So, Nate, his given value right now, and you tell me if it's if it should be higher, lower, or this is accurate. That is an option as well. Is a 24 first and a 24 second. I want to know what are your thoughts go. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of that move. Um, you know, I, I think that valuation is a little high. So I think his valuation is lower than you know a first and a second. I think his valuation is much closer to a 2024 late first round pick. That's probably about where you drafted him, but I think that's where his value still is. Even with Mike Williams going out for the injury and kind of being that like for like replacement. You know, don't forget about Josh Palmer, who we've seen be very productive over the past couple seasons for the Chargers. Um, you know, he's always been that guy. He kind of reminds me of like how Tyler Boyd is over in Cincinnati. You know, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be, you know, reliable when called upon. So I think Josh Palmer, who we did see a lot in this most recent week, you know, when Mike Williams went down, Josh Palmer was the benefactor there. And I think that's going to continue into the season. But I do think Mike Williams, given this opportunity, will be able to step into this role. I just don't think it's going to happen right away which means I don't think I'm going to be buying right now. Now, if he breaks out and I miss it, that's okay. You know, I wasn't too invested in the first place before this, you know, during the NFL draft. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Quentin Johnson myself. But, you know, I think I might be able to get a better value later if Josh Palmer really is the benefactor of the Michael Williams injury, which is kind of what I'm betting on at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that on X, I guess if that's what you want to call it. You know, some people are debating this, Quentin Johnston, Josh Palmer. Um I got a couple of Josh Palmer shares, so I'm going to fire them up because there's some places where I kind of have to. 
Um, injuries taking a toll already. So we're going to see what we have there. Bob, what are your thoughts on this? Higher, lower, accurate? Tell me what you think. I am calling this accurate. It's going to be tough for me to kind of waver on these. I'm the one who put the values into this. So I am going to call this accurate-ish. However, I do think it's closer to a late 24 first plus another piece, whether it's a 24 second, whether it's a 24 third kind of upper grabs. I just think you drafted him in the late first. His situation has improved in the interim. However you feel about him as a prospect, like I think all of us at this channel pretty much had our reservations with how he is as a raw skilled player. But I think this could be, regardless of the valuation we have here, if the production follows up, the value has gone up, price of brick goes up, the situation's gotten better. I do think this could be a massive trap given how we mm -hmm. felt about him and the fact that I do think that Josh Palmer is involved in this offense more than people want to give him credit for. The shiny new rookies in town, we want it to all be about the rookie. I don't see that being the case. With this cost, if I if I had to pay more than like a late first and maybe a uh, third, I'm not really all that interested. Um, so I guess I would say lower in general. Um, if I'm willing to spend a first right now, I'm probably looking elsewhere because I just don't yeah. believe in the prospect as is. So that's where I'm at on Quentin Johnson and this cost currently. Bob, two questions for you. One, these values, do you come up with these on your own or do you have somewhere that you, because I was curious about that and I'll ask you now. Yeah, I, I poke around. I look at different resources. I kind of factor in, you know, what they were worth coming into the season, okay. how their situation has changed, you know, um, look at different trade calculators, see where they're at on like keep trade cut, just random resources. And then I do mix in a little of the, Bob valuation as well, just to see where they're at. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's how I, it's no crazy, you know, sitting here on my whiteboard, figuring out these costs or anything like that. But I do tend to believe that they're at least worth discussing when these costs come in there, at least close. If you were to send this offer or get this offer that they're pretty close to fair value, but I do think they're, you know, worth discussing to say the least. I envision the Charlie Day meme where he's got yep. the board with all the string. That's what I envision. So you said that you wouldn't trade a first for this player. What's one player you would trade a first for right now instead of Quentin Johnston, I should say. In, instead of going after Quentin Johnson right now, if you're willing to move a first and a little bit extra, I talked about it in the video that dropped today. Go after JSN. Go knock on the door mm -hmm. of the JSN manager who is sweating this slow start. I'd much rather go invest in JSN right now, believing in the prospect more than I do Quentin Johnson. I do think JSN is going to cost you more, but that's just one player that pops into my head that I'd rather, if I'm looking for a wide receiver that's probably developmental a little bit um, and hasn't broken out yet, that's probably where I'm going instead. And I'd say if you don't have a first-round pick to spend, obviously you can make this move, but you could probably buy one of these Broncos wide receivers too. People are really off the Broncos right now and, I know when you lose by 50 points, yes, but I believe, I don't have the stats in front of me, Cortland Sutton had a pretty good game last week. Also, for the record, you're spending that on a guy who has five catches for 26 yards and no touchdowns in Quinton Johnston this season. So I'm going to clear my throat. I'm going to mute a second. Forgive me. I am sorry about that, gentlemen. So for me, um, I, I don't want to pay this. We're looking at a 24 first and a 24 second. The wide receiver class is going to be pretty good next year, and the running back class is going to be good next year too. I don't want to give up a potential stalwart, haven't used that one in a while, wide receiver and possibly a good running back for Quentin Johnston. I wasn't super high on Quentin Johnston. I wasn't super low on Quentin Johnston. I guess I was super mid on Quentin Johnston. I do have, I think, one or two shares 
he's a hold for me. I'm not really looking to sell. I'm not really looking to buy. I would pay the first if I had to, if I was really diving into it. But I don't really want to put that second on top of it, to be honest with you. And I do think this might be Josh Palmer's season, as people say. Um, so fire him up. Why not? Also, I uh, want to talk about handcuffs just real quick. Sometimes a replacement is not always tit for tat. I'll give you some examples. Josh Kelly. <laughs> Remember when <laughs> everybody ran to the waiver wire for Isaiah Likely? Sometimes when you come when it comes to handcuffs, it's just better to look elsewhere. So let's move on to the next player we're looking at. And that is Jacoby Myers. And his current cost is 224 seconds. Nate, agree, disagree, accurate. Tell us. Sorry. I can you guys hear me? I I lost. Yep. All right, I'm yep. back. You're good. All right. Jacoby Myers for two 24 second round picks. I can't do it. I can't move two 24 seconds on this video that Bob and I just did the, the other day. You know, I talked about now's a great time to go acquire 24 seconds. And I know Jacoby Myers has put together some good games, but we saw him be about this productive, not even quite this productive with the Patriots offense as a wide receiver one. He's playing for the Raiders offense, which they have done well so far fantasy-wise. But, you know, Jimmy G is right now in, you know, he's hurt. You know, we don't know what's going on with him. Devontae Adams is the clear wide receiver one there. So, you know, he's never going to really, you know, be the target hog over there like he was at times for New England. So, you know, as much as I've always been a fan of Jacoby Myers and, you know, I have a lot of him in on my rosters, I can't move two second-round picks for Jacoby Myers. If I'm a competitive team, I'm willing to move one. Um, but not not to. I think that's just too much giving up for the future for a player who, you know, I hate to to say he's mid, but in a good way. But he just I don't think he has that ceiling to continue at this pace for the rest of the season. Um, I think we're going to, you know, have a much lower average uh, than what he's had for the first couple of weeks. OK. And for the record, Jacoby Myers in two games, he did miss a game, 16 catches, 166 yards and two touchdowns. Also, Josh Jacobs, if you are out there, please. Um, show back up. We would love that. Bob, what are you doing with Jacoby Myers? Higher, lower, accurate? Tell me what you think. I do tend to think that this is a reasonable ask, at least that two seconds is, maybe not 224 seconds, um, depending where they're looking like they're going to line up at this point. But if you're looking for a third wide receiver, a flex piece at this point, look no further. I, I mean, Jacoby Myers is a guy who I do think is somewhat mid, and I think, I, I don't know that you need to necessarily pay 224 seconds to go get him. Um, I think I'll get to that in a minute, but heavily involved in this offense, despite Devontae Adams also being in this offense and being the clear one, still a young wide receiver as well, locked into a three-year deal, albeit in an offense that could very quickly have the bottom drop out with either Jimmy G getting injured, not what I'm banking on, more so banking on Josh McDaniels possibly not being there any longer if he can't turn yeah. that team around. So the scheme could completely change. Devontae Adams, you know, is already kind of not complaining, but saying, Hey, I'm not here to lose games. I'm here to win. Now I want to win something and, you know, put that final, you know, bit on the resume for a hall of famer and so on and so forth. Not saying that he isn't, but the guy wants to win a super bowl. I can respect that. So if the Raiders continue to look to, you know, start gearing towards next year, get rid of McDaniels, whatever the case is, Adams probably out the door too. I don't know if I love Myers as much as a one in an offense. I, I think he's a great and excellent two in an offense. I think yeah. this is what we want him to be. And again, I think it comes down to what you want him to be in your own 
you know, fantasy lineup, being a third wide receiver that maybe fills in as your two on bye weeks or over the course of injuries. God knows we've been plenty plagued with injuries so far this season. Ideally, a flex piece would be awesome. I don't think it takes two seconds. I think it's so I would do tend to lean lower. I think it takes if it does take two seconds, I think you can spread those out over two years, do one in 24, one in 25, maybe get a third back in 25 as well. Do a little pick flip in that round or in those rounds um, down the way. But I definitely think he's worth looking to go and add if you do need just some wide receiver help, given all the injuries, given the players that just aren't really clicking yet. If you were relying on certain players, Myers has been solid. You might be chasing points. I don't think you are. I think he's a fixture of this offense going forward. It's been the him and Adams show at this point. So I'm yeah. hesitant to pay 224 seconds, but I think, you know, that realm is reasonable to start with. If you were to want to go get him, I'd start with probably just a single second and work from there. I think there's discussions to be had just based off that. Yeah. I like this, Bob. And I like what you said about trying to spread it out over a few years. I'd start with a single second. Like you said, obviously I'm going lower here. Um, a second and a third I'd feel more comfortable with, to be honest with you. Also, I didn't know what the Raiders record was, so I just typed in Las Vegas Raiders. And, man, I'll tell you what, your Raiders fans got to calm down. Also, according to this YouTube thumbnail, the Raiders rookie quarterback, that's Aiden O'Connell, he's about to be unleashed, everybody. And um, here's another one, Fire the Clown, referencing uh, Josh McDaniels. So, right. guys, you're only two games behind or one game behind in your division. Relax, man. Just need the Chiefs to lose one. You can rip one off. It's wide open. It's wide open. But look, the fact of the matter is, a guy like Jacoby Myers, is he a sexy player to have on your roster? No. Is he going to consistently get you fantasy points? Yes. And when you're looking at depth, a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, sometimes consistency is best. You can take your ceiling and upside players later, like for your wide receiver four or five, guys in your taxi squad, guys that are chilling on your bench. But sometimes guys like this, this is what helps you. Moves like this help you pull ahead in your league. So, guys, want to take a minute to talk to you about our Patreon. Our Patreon is where it's at. We got an awesome Discord community. We'd love to see you hang out. We got three tiers $1, $5, $10. You can come hang out, talk to me. You could DM with Bob. You could DM with Nate, Pork, Chev, Zach, Jesse, Noah, the entire crew. Dan. Dan's very active in there. Dan is very funny. And our news contributor, Brandon, Nate. I know you love these channels looking towards the future. I do. The uh, the game day chat's great. The breaking news chat is one of my favorite. My man Caleb is always in there. I'm um, doing some good stuff. Bob, I know you love the Patreon. Just got You guys got to check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And while you're there, head on over to payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You could still buy our 2023 rookie draft guys so you can see how right we were about all of these prospects. Go check that out. Bob has an awesome trading guide in there as well. We got a startup draft guide. It's never too late to start reading that and prepping for next season when you do all those offseason startups that your wife told you not to. It's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Way there, payup.com forward slash dinosaur rewind as well. Let's get back into the show. Tank Dell, CEO, might be taking an L on this one here. Current given cost is a late 24 first. So let's see what the value is. I guess you have to ask yourself are you willing to miss out on some of the 2024 class for this guy right now? Let's see how things are going. Nate, we're going to start with you. Tell me what you think. Late 24 first, man, who would have thought, you know, we were picking up Tank Dell third, fourth round, um, you know, just a couple months ago, but this is accurate. You know, 
Tank Dell, he he has surpassed all of my expectations, and I honestly, you know, thought he was going to have you know a pretty decent uh, little NFL career. But um, to be the wide receiver thirteen in fantasy uh, through his first three games, um, very impressive. You know, I don't think he even played week one, so really just over two games. Um, wide receiver thirteen on the year, you know, and he's not just doing this from the slot. You know, we looked at Tank Dell being five foot eight, one sixty five, and you know, thought slot wide receiver. Um, because that's just what you do with those small guys. Uh, no, Tank Dell, he's playing 72% of his snaps out wide. Um, he, he's making this happen from out, outside. He's going a little bit inside as well, but uh, he's he's all over the field, and he's the real deal. He's you know creating separation deep. He's creating separation at the line of scrimmage, uh, and Cesar Stroud loves him. Cesar Stroud talked about you know how he wanted him in the draft. He talked to the Texans about going to get him. You know, training camp, we heard a lot about Tank Dell. And now, you know, two games into his career, he's he's showing out. Uh, and she just shrouded that offense looked very good. You know, I talked about Nico Collins as a buy as well. Um, so at this point, I, I'm fully bought into the Houston Texans offense uh, between Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. Love all three of these guys. Willing to go and pay and get those, get these guys. Because if I can have the wide receiver one and two of the future for C.J. Stroud, that's looking pretty good right now. Bob, what are your thoughts on Tank Dell? While I think a late 24 first is reasonable, I am not willing to pay that exact price. However, I think you can find your way there with more or less quality assets, you know, using an early to mid 24 second and piling on, a you know, another 25 second or a 24 third, um, whatever the case is. But, you know, we did love this guy as a talent we we absolutely were all over this guy as a pure talent the only question mark was his size and in all honesty he's been a major outlier at this point uh, most guys at this size five eight the the yeah. height alone is an insane outlier the weight is another insane outlier to have both together just a crazy outlier at this point um but the talent was never really doubted we all loved tank dell um so again, nothing wrong with talent, just not willing to pay that straight up first. I want to find another way there. I'm very interested in going to get Dell, young player, producing early, good signs, you know, off the rip. So I want to find a way there. I just don't want to pay that late 24 first is all. Yeah, and Tank Dell um, on 21 targets, 15 catches for 251 yards and two touchdowns. So looking quite impressive. Bob, I'm going to agree with you. I like the talent and, you know, i taking the L here so far three weeks through the season. This could be one of those things as the Houston Texans get better, maybe they decide that wide receivers a position they could get better at as well. And tank Dell, while he's doing good now, they obviously, they see guys in the draft that they like better throughout the years and he could get phased out. We've seen things like this happen before, not necessarily with the Texans, but with other teams. Um, I just don't want to miss out on a potential, you know, stud wide receiver next year's class for tank Dell. I just, I really don't. And a lot of times too, do you really want a good player on a bad team? Right? Like, does that make they're sense? A bad team though. They've been sneaky. Yeah. Good. And they've been, they've been good. I think they're going to come back down to earth. Maybe. But great. Now I'm going to have all 36. Do it's not because the offense is coming after me. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my biggest issue is I can't move a late 24 first because to me, that's looking like Troy Franklin. I can't do it. Yeah, he can't do that. No, No, I understand not moving a first for him. You know, that's it's gonna be a harder sell for me, but I think the valuation wise is correct and shooting for something around around that, you know, like a second plus, I think is is Mm -hmm. what I would move for tank 
Um, I think you might be able to get him with a second for a team that maybe isn't interested. Um, but it, it probably will cost a second and something on top. Well, then let me just – we'll go through this quickly. Would you rather pay two seconds for Tank Dell or Jacoby Myers? Tank Dell. Bob? Yeah, I would go Dell as well. I agree. And in production, and I'm getting a lot earlier. Exactly. Yeah. I would prefer that move over late 24 first um, for Tank Dell. So let's move on to our last guy here. That is Garrett Wilson. His current value is two mid-24 first. Nate, higher, lower, accurate. This is accurate, and I, I'm pretty happy with it right now because I think um, in this offseason, you had to pay more than this to get Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. and he was not accessible. Um, you know, there was no way you could get Garrett Wilson on your team without ever paying. Right now, this is the true, like, buy window for Garrett Wilson. You know, spending two firsts, yeah, that's expensive, but you're getting Garrett Wilson, who is – what we believe to be a top dynasty wide receiver moving forward. And I think we feel pretty confident in that, you know, as soon as he gets a quarterback figured out, I don't know if that happens this season, but as soon as he gets a quarterback figured out, you know, he's going to be right back up to like top five dynasty wide receiver, top 10 at worst. And I believe he'll stay there for a couple of years. So I'm very interested in going out and acquiring Garrett Wilson for this, you know, even right now, if your contender is still worth it because, you know, 14 games, the first week, 16, the second week, 10 points this last week. You know, he's still out there. You, you're putting Garrett Wilson in your flex and you're getting a floor of 10, uh, you know, 15 points a week. I'll take that. You know, you can still put him in your lineup. It's not like you're getting Garrett Wilson. You can't put him in your lineup. Um, sure. And I'm, I can't imagine it gets any worse than it currently is. So I'm all about going to get Garrett Wilson. This is one of the rare times you can get a top, top dynasty asset for a fair price. Not a discount, yeah. but a fair price for sure. Yeah, I agree. And let's not forget the New York Jets are without Aaron Rodgers. They're playing with Zach Wilson. They did play against the Bills. Very good defense. The Cowboys, very good defense. The Patriots, always a good defense. Also very good defense. And the New York Jets didn't win that game so much as the Bills really were not interested in winning it. Josh Allen was a turnover machine. And, you know, Garrett Wilson did lead the Jets in receiving in two out of the three games this season. So, Bob, what do you think about this? Higher, lower, accurate? What are you doing? Yeah, definitely accurate for me. Still an elite talent despite being in this terrible situation. Talked about him a few weeks back as not being a sell, but just somebody you can't trust right now. Um, if you are trying to compete, great addition. Um, if you're you know looking to rebuild or in a rebuild, whatever the case may be, can't trust him if you're competing as what you were expecting him to be coming into the season. Everybody was expecting top five wide receiver numbers consistently. I don't. I just don't really believe we see much of, if any, of that this season. Um, I'm willing to pay this cost, but I'm also kind of interested in just letting this suck fester and see if I can get him for something cheaper later. If somebody's willing Absolutely. to make make the mistake of selling cheaper or easier than they should, can I move a wide receiver like DK Metcalf or Jordan Addison plus a 25 first to go get in on a Garrett Wilson at this point? Because I think. The more he just isn't good, the longer he isn't good, even though we're getting closer to him probably being good again someday, people are going to be willing to make the mistake. They're going to be short-sighted, especially in situations where they you know, need points. If a team has Garrett Wilson and they need points, they're in trouble right now with what they likely invested in him to go get him, and you know, their plans have not not come to fruition to this point. So I think there's there could be some sweating on that. Pay attention to your Garrett Wilson managers and see what they're doing in their leagues and see if you can get away with a, a trade like this where you're still moving a good player in a first-round pick, 
but you're not moving to possibly two mid 24 first in a very good class at least we believe to be so far you know i think this is a great opportunity if you're on a rebuilding team and you have a player like stefan diggs Devonte adams uh tyreek hill sure uh you know any any one of those top guys that are more veteran and maybe not fitting the timeline for your rebuild great time to go to the garrett wilson owner who's probably a contender and offer them one of those players who's going to be able to give them the production they need. And you can get Garrett Wilson, you know, for some of those players, maybe a strip swap in some leagues. Maybe you add on, maybe you get a little bit on top. Like if you're trading Tyree Kill, you might be able to get a little bit on top for Garrett Wilson even right now, um, you know, depending on how the team is set up. Yeah, I think that's what it takes because right now, after week three, unless there's a team that has Garrett Wilson that's just a complete disaster. People still want to get points. They're not throwing a talent yet. So I think you have to add a player with a pick, like what you guys said. But I do think this value is accurate, and I would definitely pave this if I was looking to acquire Garrett Wilson right now. So let's move on, and let's talk about the underdog scrub pick of the week. Nate, this is your time to shine, my yes. friend. Bob, you're filling in for Chev this week. Going to try not to screw it up. No, I think you're going to be fine. I like this one. Yeah, this is a good one. Mike, so last week we had Jake Moody, 1.5 field goals made. We all chose higher. It worked out. Worked out great. I believe he hit three field goals. Um, Jake Moody killing it for the uh, 49ers right now. So just to review, Mike, you and Chev are both 3-0 in the year. I am 2-1 thanks to Josh Reynolds week one, um, unfortunately. Told you. Yeah, I should have listened. Uh, but this week, we got another pick em for, uh, for our people here. There's a feature. So, number one, we go get the feature. Jared Goff, higher or lower, 0.5 yards. Just needs one yard. Put that in your pick em, And then put the scrub pick em in. We can make some money together. Okay, so this week, we got not so much of a scrub. Sam Laporta, everyone's favorite rookie tight end right this second. Um Higher or lower, 42.5 receiving yards. What are we thinking here, boys? Bob, start with you. There is no chance that Sam Laporta does not hit the higher on this one, going more than 42.5 receiving yards. No chance against my Packers on Thursday night football. Laporta's been great. The early, probably prematurely anointed hashtag dynasty tight end two per YouTube comments up to this point. So it's a thing, I guess, but either way I'm taking him against my Packers. No doubt about it. Mike, I want to hear your thoughts though, too. Wait, who said that they're dynasty? Titans? Just, in, just in, just in the YouTube comments. That's just what they're saying. You guys forget about Mark Andrews. He's still out there. Um, Mark Andrews, look, Kelsey Pitts, Hawkinson, anybody. All these guys also, somebody please unplug the Taylor Swift, Travis, Kelsey, space-time continuum it is driving me up a wall and people please stop tagging me in it i don't want to spend my entire lunch break removing myself from these tags on twitter sam laporta is averaging 62 yards a game give me the higher i'm excited for this nfc north clash on thursday night i would also be excited if they did away with thursday night football and played every monday night game at 7 15 because i am old and crotchety look the eagles were done last night by 10 30 was fantastic. Wish we could have played defense like this last year in the Super Bowl. Apples to oranges. Nate, what are you doing? 
you got to try to make up some ground. Are you going to be cute and go lower? What are you going to do here, man? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm following you guys. Uh, you know, I, I love Sam Laporte. I don't think there's any way he doesn't get the higher here. You know, I'm not looking at the scrub pick him of the week anymore as trying to trick you guys necessarily. I mean, I still want to win, but we're here to make money. We're here for all of us to make some money. And with the featured gear golf one yard plus this, look, the underdog scrub pick him of the week, the consensus pick him has hit three times in a row. It is a hundred percent for this season. We're cool. going to make it four in a row. We're going to be perfect the whole season. Listen, just to remind you guys too, Every week on our Patreon 5 and $10 tier, our very own Dan Rozier does an underdog and DFS show that comes out every Wednesday. So he's making sure that your wallets stay full. And if you want in on the Pick'em Fun at Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code Rewind to not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $100, literally a free $100, guys. Go do it now. You'll also get a mystery special Pick'em in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner. Then you're one pick away from winning your first pick. Join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.